My name is Matt Brown. Honestly, I, di I didn't really know what I was doing on the court tonight, but uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, I'm trying to learn for the next games, and the, the important is to be ready for, for the season. And let's start the show. His woman believes, his woman he's feeling, woman he got love for, woman he want to be with. His problem with her is that Michael Jordan the GOAT. Well, first of all, he is the GOAT. And when it comes to GOATs, there is only one excuse a woman in your life that you've loved, that you've invested in, that you've given yourself to, should have as an excuse for labeling somebody other than Michael Jordan the GOAT. And that's if she looks at you and she says, baby, you're the GOAT. Now, if she does that, all is forgiven. What is going on, my friends, listeners, family, fans, and all of the above? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, July 11th, 2023, 7-11 day, and we have a great show for you as we kick off this true half point of the calendar year. I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube, and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms we're on instagram at productive conversations podcast twitter at prod combo pod tiktok facebook and youtube at productive conversations so it's an exciting day for sure we are in the just about to hit the midpoint in July. The Midsummer Classic, the baseball all-star game is today. That's to me is the true halfway point of the summer. So let us soak all it in and enjoy it because before we know it, it's gonna be the fall. And though the fall is my favorite season, we just want to enjoy the summer and beautiful weather, you know. And today's show will be focusing on basketball, of course. We have NBA talk here, talk about the rest of the off-season moves that haven't been made yet that will be our focus uh Wimbiyama, see what he's up to obviously he was shut down for the rest of the summer league but um if you didn't hear he had some beef with britney spears so we'll get into that the new nba cup the mid-season tournament that will be a discussion today and um who's done great and who's not done so well during the off season so that's going to be something exciting to soak in and um just some other comments we have the midsummer classic as i mentioned the mlb all-star game today Go Team AL. Garrett Cole's going to be starting for the American League, so that's pretty awesome. And we will do our midseason MLB show. We're going to record that tomorrow, and we're going to release that for you on our regularly scheduled Thursday. So that's going to be great, the midseason MLB show. And uh, we'll be focusing on pretty much that in football when it comes to sports for the rest of the summer. So this will be our last NBA show for a while, probably not until the season actually starts in late October so it'll be good but of course if something comes up and if there's major news we will act accordingly but yeah the summer's been good weather hasn't been too bad I mean it's been hot but you know that's the summer and we have Barbieheimer 
taking place next weekend and i mean that's gonna be great and a bunch of other cool trailers are coming out napoleon looks good charlie and the chocolate factory is supposed to drop today um a lot of great stuff in the world of tv and movies and we're just sitting back relaxing and yeah it's the summertime everybody what's there not to like let's just make sure we get our ducks in order manage our stress and make big moves most of all so speaking of big moves why don't we get into our nba show as i mentioned we're going to talk about wemby and Brittany. wemby's early nba's career starting off in the summer league how that's unfolding um good and bad off seasons for certain teams and a bunch of other stuff like that so joining us will be hayden bars and fresh faces today no alex he has to work but yeah let's enjoy it let's enjoy each other's company because it'll be the first time in a long time that we will do an nba show and yeah unless uh something can insane happens uh we're just gonna take a break from nba for a while but yeah this is gonna be good stuff let us start the second half of the summer off right and this is gonna be a great show everybody bars hayden fresh faces it's your guys turn let's talk all things nba right here right now it's gonna be a great time here we go matt from norwalk uh let's see matt brown wants to know this is a very productive conversation What is up, everybody? The NBA is in pretty much the midpoint of their offseason, and there is a lot of news to talk about. The NBA Summer League has started off with headlines, whether it's your biggest stars going up against yesterday's biggest pop stars, while also having impressive numbers in his second game. We have other prospects who are looking really good as well. We have an in-season tournament, which is... A waste of time, but of course we're going to talk about it with the NBA Cup. We'll mention who's had a great offseason so far, who has not, and we'll let it all branch out into a great productive conversation here, talking about the NBA. Hayden Nadler, Fresh Faces, and Bars of God joins us this evening. Gentlemen, hello. Hello. How are you? What's going on? What's going on? Good to see everybody. So let us start with the Summer League, guys. We've had some interesting players essentially start their NBA career. Victor Wembeyama. We've had the Thompson Twins. We've had Scoot play. We've seen Brandon Miller. And um, they are hashing it out in Las Vegas. Tell me, guys, who has impressed you so far in the NBA Summer League? These rookies are really good. Yeah, like, I mean, like they're across the board. Like the though, like I knew Wemby was probably going to struggle a little bit. Um, just yeah, we'll get we'll probably have a deeper thing. But like, so the person who probably struggles the most is Brandon Miller. Like it is watching that. There's like one and a half NBA players on that Hornets uh, summer league team. Um, but he has like no help. That team is terrible. They are they are so bad. Um, but like mm-hmm. probably the most. The Thompson twins are really fucking good. Like, like I didn't like I was kind of hesitant because they played in like a like a joke league built for them. Yeah. But they do not play like in NCAA. They are, they are like very versatile. Um uh Amen went down in the first game, but like his ability to he can basically switch one through four. Um, like he's and Cam Whitmore was pretty good. Like the this is a really good rookie class. I don't think any of them came out and like Shat the bet. Like I don't think there's going to be like a a Johnny Davis uh, type player. It, at least it's looking like. Like they're all solid 
like to to like really good players. Yeah, no, I, I can kind of go off what uh what Freshface said. Um, Scoot Henderson was really awesome in his, in his debut. He's 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 been using pretty good. Uh, one Banyama looked pretty good. I think the hype's a little bit too. They're basically comparing him to like the next Akeem Olajuwon, and he's pretty good. He's going to be a very good rim rim protector. He's got length. He can really shoot the ball. Um, he's I think he's going to be a guy that's going to average you like 13, 10, and like three blocks. I don't necessarily think he's going to be a guy that's going to consistently drop twenty five a game like he did last game, but he's going to give you consistent production. I I just don't necessarily know if that's exactly what the hype. Well, it's not so. Be. But he's definitely a good player, uh, Web Webanyama. Definitely, so, he's gonna he's gonna like make his an biggest. Play. His biggest issue is he has no muscle. Like, yeah, that's his problem. He's lengthy. He's too lengthy. He's got he's got to put on about 20, 30 pounds of muscle. He looks like, like the um, defense, skinny. He looks like, he, the like skinny. His, I was just gonna say his, he looks like the skinny bug from a uh, Bug's Life. But yeah, <laughs> no. Go, going like, going back to what you said, the, the rookie classes. Jabari Smith played pretty good too. Um. Yeah, like you said, Brandon Mill is going to be a dynamic player too, but he has no help, like like you uh, like you said for um Charlotte. So I definitely think like this is going to be a very interesting rookie rookie class. It's going to be it's going to be good. I'm all, I'm also very excited to see Chet Holmgren play. Um, that's going to be he's going to be good from last year, even though he's he's going to be coming off his first year because he had tours ACL last year. So it's good to see him healthy. So yeah, I'm excited for the season. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, bullshit. Uh, in season tournament, but. <laughs> Yeah, yes, so like the will. Wemby stuff is like, you know, people like, oh, he's going to average 20 being all star. So it's hard to say, especially after the two summer league games, because that's all we're saying. He shut down um, what he's going to average. It's very possible he averages 20 and kind of and they kind of like figure out how to use him in the right way. And they and he just by <laughs> being the number one option, he averages 20. Like, I think he's he's more talented than Jalen Green, but his team is like Jalen Green at their twenty. Like he just because he's not efficient doesn't mean he's not going to get there. But I think the this year the more stuff he's going to do is his off ball defense. Like they had him guarding wings, and I he's already he's probably going to lead the league in block three pointers. Um, just just on his length, like he has some interesting like passing skills, but his. He's got to get a stronger core. Like every, I'm pretty sure everyone in this chat could bump him off his line at this point. Um, he doesn't like he just he just is too gangly. Like he's gonna have games like he did in game two where he gets hot and hits a bunch of shots. And he's gonna he's have gonna, he's up. gonna have games where he has ten blocks too. He's he's gonna he's, it's probably gonna be game two where he has ten blocks. Yeah, he's gonna like be his wingspan. His wingspan is, is just his wingspan and length is is crazy. Yeah, he's fast and he's big, and I don't think people realize like how big he is yet. Cause like you saw him block a couple threes and it's like, I will, I will say he's, he's one of the longest players I've ever seen in NBA history. Like his length is yeah. unbelievably crazy. Mm-hmm. I think he and is. He's, and, and he's a little, he's a little more uncoordinated, at least dribbling than I thought he would be. Um, like, like Holmgren is more coordinated when it comes to dribbling. Well, Holmgren's got, got a better uh, off the ball dribble. Definitely. Right. And I, I thought, especially like his fast break stuff, it was, it was very like, uncoordinated so that's like something I, I will say though I don't think he's gonna be like like Yao was, was pretty much the same hype but Yao had like th- Yao was almost 300 pounds so Yao had like a good post game because he really played post like I don't necessarily think Webanyama is gonna be a great post player uh, I don't necessarily think he's gonna be that type of guy well I, I mean he's, look he's, I think he's I, gonna be like a little bit of like uh, like a jump shooter kind of like an it's gonna be diff- you can do a lot of pick and rolls with him but like if for me like a falling away faders in the post game I, I don't necessarily know if he's gonna well, he's, he's yeah, he's not going to power anybody. But like, if he hits, if he starts doing turnaround fadeaways, it's it's going to be like dirt ass where you're not going to be able to block him. 
Like he, he like I guarantee you by year three it's gonna have that I, one legged. I can't really I can't really compare his style of play to like anyone in the league. Like I can't really right. we've never Dirk, seen anybody like maybe Dirk is like maybe Dirk, but like Dirk also had a lot of weight on Webinyam. So it's like it's it's I've never seen a body type like Webinyama's ever. Like I have never seen a body like his in the NBA. Yeah. It's it's he's got a like it's the guy basically is seven feet, the guy is seven five, two hundred and nine pounds. Like he's I mean yeah. I've I've almost seen something like that in Nerns in Nerlens Noel. Almost. Nozo was way bigger though. I Nozo think he was, was he was way bigger. bigger. And he wasn't he wasn't like he was bulkier, but he was like five to six inches shorter than than uh what made. Yeah, he was a little. He was a little. Which made him a little bit bulkier. It's, it's gonna like, be tough for the coaching staff. That front, when 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 Nerls, like, when no one came in, he was like, he was like just about the same frame. Well, like he had been hurt right when he came. No, but like Wemby's, I think he's gonna be fine. I think no, he's I gonna be a good player. Hard. No, without a question, he's gonna be a really good player. It's just we don't know exactly how good. But listen, yeah, it's gonna. We're talking. To, we're talking about summer league. We're translating yeah, his game. But we're we're talking about we're trying we're. we're we're playing the eye test off of him playing against a bunch of ones and twos. Like, and by I'm by that I mean like first and second, like for, like newbies and second years at that. Let's see how he fears up against some grown ass men throwing around. Because in his first game, he even admitted that you know he had to get used to the speed at which um the game is played, like how how they check hands and all that shit. He got to get used to that. So when you when you're playing against much more craftier players, like all right, cool. <laughs> He may have the skill set. He may have the star power. But then you have players who've been around and who excel at that skill point. Like so, when he starts, when they when they start digging him up, locking him up, checking him, start giving, start being more physical than he is. What's gonna happen? I mean, he's also only nineteen years old. You got to give him like that. And, he's, gotta, yeah, and, he's, and he was really playing not. like he's been playing a lot. Like they they're giving him time to catch up and rest too. Like the dude has been doing a lot of like like not like. He's been like he played more than a college season, um, so he's he's been traveling a lot. So they, you know, give time. We'll see. I mean, yeah, obviously, it's summer league. Why are we not talking about? Why are we not talking about Keontae George? Thirty-three points, ten assists. No, this whole rookie still. class has been good. Like this is like you this know, is definitely one of the deeper classes. Like next year's class is not going to be anything like this. Anthony uh, Black had a decent showing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, he's, well, he's, he's, can we can, actually can we talk about um, the Magic real quick? So one of the things that people were like arguing when like before Wemby get drafted is oh he's basically Bulbul. Bulbul just got waived. He's been on like four separate teams. Like I want somebody to pick Bulbul up, and I wanted to I wanted to be the Spurs, but I don't think they have the room for him anymore. But like I would want Bulbul on my team. The kids like he's like twenty two. Yeah, Bulbul's good. Yeah. Bulbul's got some talent. But like Wemby is a he's truly, got- like Wemby is better than Bulbul. Mainly he's moldable. Yeah, he's Mainly he's young, so he's still moldable. You can still make him into like a good player. He's all he needs is a good coach, someone willing to whip him into shape, like get him to play. Like coaching is more than just like, hey, like you know, get in a position, shoot the ball. Nah, it's you gotta like, cause like sometimes they go from boys to men under your watch. You gotta be able to drive these fuckers like from start to finish. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. Yeah, Keontae, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, Keontae George had a huge debut with uh, the. Um... Yeah, they they got some good guys. Like there's and there's some like like good guys who are like popping around. Like uh, Castleton's popping. Um, Champlain is 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 doing well. Yeah, Julian um, Champ. Julian, yeah, Champagne. Or... He, uh, what is it? Yeah, Julian Champagne was, was pretty good for him. Jaime, the... Jaime Jacquez. Is that I don't even know how to say his name. Jacques. The 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 uh, the other rookie for the for the... Miami. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he was, uh... he was, he was, 
He's the St. John's guy, Champagne. Yeah, like, they, yeah. They're talking about the Spurs guy. But no, Jaime was yeah. good. I, I'm still mad that, like, I want to see more of uh, Yogic uh, in uh, Miami because I think he could be, like, really good, too. Oh, Jovic, yeah. Or Jovic, like, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it either. Um, but, like, they, this is a, there's a lot of good young guys coming to this league. Um, Scoot's going to be really fucking good. Oh yeah, Scoot could be awesome. Him, him, and, him, and Damian Lillard would have been interesting to see if, if they want if you wanted to do that. The, but. Yeah, but that's they're, they're not going to do it. But him and him oh, and Sharp, like him and Shane gonna, Sharp, is the most athletic back backcourt in the league. Like it's not even close. Listen, listen, I'm really excited for OKC. Facts. Because they have so many fucking players. There's like 30 people on that fucking roster, <laughs> dude. And and like OKC. Is gonna like I feel like they're gonna do what the Grizzlies did, stack up on a whole bunch of youth. You know what I'm saying? But good youth, the pieces that work around each other, probably get one or two old guys. But like I think, I think, I think, and remember the OKC's been in this rebuild phase since they traded Chris Paul. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's only been like they, three years. This is only like year three. So like it, it, exactly. So it's not even like they're like they're like. Going too hard, like Shea's a great player. He's he's fucking coming up in there. Like they got yeah, a whole bunch of little pieces around him. That's what's gonna be. They can't pay everybody. You can't max four players. <laughs> you can't. And look, you, they're going to have to. Giddy's gonna get the max. Chet's probably gonna get the max. Jalen Williams is probably gonna get close to a max, or they're gonna be trade pieces. And then uh, Carson, Carson Wallace is good. They got they got that whatever trade package that the the uh, that Houston used for for Dylan Brooks is bouncing around between Atlanta and Oklahoma City and I don't fucking like all those guys like Usman uh, um, Usman that the, in that trade package he was like a good wing guy like I'm surprised he's bouncing around but like they they just I, there's like it's like a four person trade but like Patty Mills I think is now in Atlanta. Like they traded him like six times. Real world out there for the NBA player journeyman. Well, try to uh, secure the bag when you can. And let us also talk about one more thing regarding an NBA draft prospect, Victor Wembyama. Let's talk about last week's biggest news story. Britney Spears on Friday revealed her side of the story regarding an alleged slap making headlines this past week. Well, I'm reading this from Marco Margaritoff. Margaritoff, that is literally the name. Uh, Yahoo writer. The singer previously said that she was struck by a security guard for NBA star Victor Wembeyama on Wednesday in Las Vegas, writing that she approached the San Antonio Spurs draft pick to congratulate him on success. That's a quote right there. But, quote, got backhanded in the face, yet footage showed of the incident that Spears was reaching out to Wimbayama before someone knocks her away, and she knocks her own hand, causing it to slap her. After the police said charges will not be filed, the pop star posted a lengthy statement. She says, Quote on Twitter, I've been working in the industry for years and have been with some of the most famous people in the world. NSYNC at one point were like the Beatles. Girls would throw themselves at them everywhere we went. Not one time in my life has a security guard ever hit another person. And she also added that she was not sharing to be a victim. And she said that her reaction to the incident was 
all cry out loud on all levels following a sense of helplessness in her life. So anyways, we are definitely well aware. It's been well documented that Britney Spears has gone through a lot mentally. And, um, you know, this incident doesn't really help her cause. And of course we hope the best for her, but uh, she obviously looks really bad in this. After this incident, I guess she went back to eat in Vegas. And yeah, this is just another chapter in the controversial history of Britney Spears. But uh, Victor also um, fabricated a little on the incident, but it seems that this was all just... A lot of hoopla, don't you think? I mean, yeah, it, so, was, blown out, it was blown out of proportion original because she said she got she smacked herself. Obviously, security guards should not be like as aggressive as they. But like you grew up around security guards, you should know like that. But the the idea that like oh we want a, an apology from Victor, we want an apology from Spurs, we want our apology from all these people, and like if they don't do it, they're like okay with abuses. Like get the fuck out of here. Like that, that like, come on, like, oh, she should she should apologize for the American public for for trying to for claiming to be a musician when she scams half of her fucking audience. Listen, you know, listen, 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 <laughs> listen. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say this, Brittany, shut the fuck up. Because like, like sorry, after you, you, was, you, know, you can't you can't slap yourself, you can't be slapping yourself and then talk about oh I'm hurt. Like nah, stop it. First of all. <laughs> Since at one point in your life you was high profile, you should know what it means to be high profile. No, While I mean, yet the guy, yeah, yeah, the guy don't got no NBA rings yet, but he's claimed to be the the what the the the, the highest rated prospect since LeBron. So it's like, yeah, he ain't got in my eyes like you know to say success is kind of like a reach, like but like the guy's there. He made it to the NBA, like and he's young, athletic, like you really think. They, his security guard not going to step in when some rando like come on Brittany you haven't been really relevant in like 80 years yeah but like but, you know but, what I'm saying like like to be fair the relevancy doesn't matter like I understand their job is to defend people but like if if she had actually been backhanded in the way she said that she was and not herself that would have been unacceptable like we can agree on that that's like regardless mm-hmm. of who you are True, I mean, listen, yeah. she's like, it's, obviously she shouldn't be hit, of course, but it's like, obviously, you know, she shouldn't be, be touched, of course. I'm not going to disagree with you on that, and you can't ever put your hands on a woman, correct? But That's, it's like, at the same time, like, the only time you ever hear about Britney Spears anymore is just, like, headlines, like, if she wants to change her image, she should, like, donate to a charity or something like that. Like, no, like, to me, like I know there's a lot more complicated, like, the... the um the conservatorship, whatever she's no, it, it, it's it's sad. Like I'm not gonna sit there and say it's not sad and whatever, but like at the, at the same time, like it, it is. I was just. It's, it, it's hard for me not to like think about her and like she's got sort of a point, but at the same time, I just kind of don't want to hear about her anymore. I yeah, like, I just honestly, think it's like. like- I think it is sad you slapping yourself in public. Like now, don't 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 get it twisted. When I said earlier, I don't mean that women should be getting struck. That's not what I mean. But you know, security is poised to like you know if they see something and reach out. If if they reached and you kind of like reacted and you hit yourself, all right. Now if they straight up backhanded you, let's get this on the record. You know what I'm saying? That's wrong. That's the, you know, that's foul. But you know, high profile. Back up, Shawty. 
Yeah, it's, it's hard. Just because, make some like, good music, Brittany. It was it was kind of just someone trying to do their their job. And, like, and, let, like, let's also. I think this is also worth mentioning. There is like a six percent chance he knows who she is. Th- that's when what I'm saying. Like, come on, bro. Like, she she was popping when he was not even a thought in his daddy's nutsack. Like, legitimately, he wasn't even <laughs> created. Like the like, if there's a Bible or if there's like a book somewhere that's got like names in it and what's going on, his name wasn't even drawn on the book yet. Brittany was over there shaking and hit me one more time. She really did have, she really does have some great songs. Yeah, I, I just hope really, she pulls off a comeback. She was just in, you know, early 2000s and everything. So, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I looked up, you know, Victor Wimbiyama's birthday is January 4th, 2004. Yeah, dude. Where were it's you that crazy. day? Uh, he's, he's, I was in middle school. 2004, that was what, 19 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was in middle school, so I would have been. That was probably eighth grade, grade year. That's not grade. you were not. <laughs> I was in. I was in the third grade. Third grade? How old are you, man? Yeah, I'm 28. Fuck it. <laughs> Where were you, Hayden, in, on January 4th, 2004? 2004. I was like, I was seven. I was, you know. You were in first grade. I don't know. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> Yo, y'all got me feeling old. I'm not that old. <laughs> Better. How old are you? I'm I'm about to be 32. I like you're a little older than Ah. Hey, we all represent a generation. Ah. Right? <laughs> Britney Spears definitely is. Uh, is hey, look, it was it, it's it's a, it's a nonsense bullshit story. It, it if it happened to another player, it wouldn't have caught as much attention. Um, it's just because it was him. Like that's that's really what it is, and. You know, yeah, facts. You know, if it would have been if it would have been Tim Duncan, his security probably would have never done that because Tim Duncan was like, new. I, well, I can't. It's like, oh, like, oh, that's Brittany. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he he knows. Like, like I said, it's it's sad. The whole situation's kind of sad all around. But yeah, it just looks like a ploy to like you know grab media attention. You know, because this is the hypest prospect since LeBron. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, it's also like. Like fuck the Rockets fans, man. Like they are some haters. They are so bad at this shit. They're so bad that Wimby was happy when he did go there. They're like wishing he his ACL tears. They're like no, losing their shit that. over this. Like fuck those guys. Like you actually like might have a decent team here. You definitely had one of the signed one of the worst contracts of the offseason, but you know, you're not gonna well, go to Smith looks, looks pretty good so far. That's cool. Well, we we could definitely get into that this. when we talk about the winners and losers so far in the uh Who's the off-season. big man over there on the rock? Uh um Alfred Sengu. Uh, By the way, when he uh what like uh uh what he who's a what he drafted what? One, two years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago? Three years ago? Yeah, but they've been so like you can't judge like any of the players except for like Jalen Green and like uh, Kevin Porter Jr. because this team has just been such a shit show for the last couple of years that like it's yeah. a problem. But Sangoon is actually promising. Like he was actually, you know, what I'm saying he did good at summer. But I mean, look, that these are all proof. That's all proof that summer league don't translate because well, after summer league summer, is, is obviously not everyone's playing to their full potential. Obviously, like not everyone's trying as much. And there's certain the types rookies. of players so that you can't really, that, you can't really like talk about summer league. It's like it's, and there's certain. It's even less yeah, than talking about the. It's even less than talking about the preseason in football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like <laughs> legitimately, like come on, like like come on, 
Oh, we're getting ready for a good football season, too. I hope all of you are joining us at some point when we start our coverage for that. So keep that in mind. Did you see Keanu Benson? Did you see Keanu Benson in his only five minutes in playing? I think he's going to be good this year. Also, don't bet on the NBA preseason. Well, there's nothing to bet right now, but um, except the home run derby. And I'm going to lose another three-leg, uh, four-leg parlay by one, thanks to the Magic, who did not sh- show up. They are losing 61-42 in the third. They it's, plus I don't know why you would bet on summer league games. You have no idea <laughs> what the outcome is going to be. Exactly why. I bet bet it all under. I bet all Um, I bet all underdogs. And um, I, I almost got that, it. Matt. Take that mm-hmm. risk. I respect that shit. Take that risk. Fuck. Hey, man. Like I said, there's no, there's nothing else to bet on. I mean, I could do home run derby, but nah. No, Anyways, there's no reward if there's no risk. That's what I'm talking about. And last thing too, Greg Popovich resigned five years, eighty mil, and this is clearly because Victor Wembayama, right, Bach? Yeah, like I thought he was like I thought he was done a couple years ago. Um, he'll be there for a couple years. I, I don't know if he'll be there for the whole time. Um, but that's a fuck. That's a long, lot of money. I don't know who's going to replace it, but like he's going to be here through this iteration, like at least through Victor's rookie year, rookie contract, and maybe his uh, like the first or second year of his um, like second contract. Like, yeah, he's, he's turning seventy five this season. Look, look <laughs> his. I don't know if it's because he has like. I mean, I don't want to say nothing else, but like his wife died like right. three or four years ago. Yep, and like. I thought that was kind of like he had like one or two years left. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like for sticking this long too, despite. Well, that. Yeah, he's really he's really fucking good, and he's had like really good players too to so to make it do it. How about that? Good stuff. All right, guys, I am very excited to talk about this. I really am. So let's talk about the NBA in-season tournament that was presented to the public this past weekend. It is going to be called the NBA Cup. And let us read what is exactly going on. So it's going to be six intra-conference pool, six intra-conference pools of five teams. So regardless of the East or West, you're in five pools. I mean, we don't have to name all the teams, but uh, you check out on our Instagram. We have the pools right there. The games are going to be on Tuesdays and Fridays during November and will feature group games against each other against each of the other teams in their pool, two at home, two on the road. These games will still count as regular season games. The winners of each pool and the two wildcard teams will advance to a single elimination tournament. The semifinals and finals will be played in Vegas. Players for the tournament will each players of the championship team will each receive $500,000 to compensate the NBA's regular season scheduling formula will be modified to only 80 games apiece for each team who are initially announced, which was initially announced during the offseason. I believe the schedule should drop any day now. And as I mentioned, the first two rounds are in season of the in-season tournament will count as the 81st and 82nd game. And the final would be an extra 83rd game, and it will not count towards the regular season. So that's why the 83rd game for those two teams are not going to count whatsoever. It's solely on the championship. And the teams that do not qualify for the in-season tournament are eliminated in the quarterfinals, and then will be scheduled for additional for additional games to reach 82. So obviously a lot going on. Um, 
get in the nuts and bolts, but pretty much for for the um, to simplify everything, in season tournament, it will be implemented in the regular season for November and December. And that's pretty much it. We are definitely aware the NBA regular seasons had a problem for a very long time, whether gaining interest in the game, whether players putting in actual effort. You know, they, the joke is the NBA season doesn't really start until Christmas, and even the NFL is taking that away. So this is what's going to happen to help spark interest in the game. And all that's really going to happen differently is uh players who was going to the players who are going to win the tournament will be a little richer and um by the way hayden we were talking about this in the chat yes teams will likely put a banner in their arena you know nba cup champion and yeah this is um i'll give my opinion on it i think it's unnecessary especially doing it during the nfl season i mean you are asking for low ratings at that point i appreciate the incentive i appreciate the effort going into it but again nobody asked for it despite the lack of interest in the regular season i don't think it was killing anyone per se because the nba does pick up as the season goes on and yeah i i appreciate what they were like i said i appreciate what they were trying to do i wish there was a more of an incentive like like the NBA World Cup champ doesn't have to play in the playing tournament or maybe draft picks are on the line. I don't know. Maybe that'll be discussed later on, but that's how I feel. I don't think it's needed. Tell me what you guys feel about this, the NBA oh, Cup. And I have, uh, yeah. a question. Yeah. I have a clarifying question. The The finals will be taking place in December. Is that what has been announced? Because my understanding is it's kind of like they ha- they didn't directly tell us. It says right. it says it says that um on December seventh the semifinals um will be played and the championship on December 9th. Okay, that's too fucking early. So yeah, um, no, but but for the but but that's for the in season tourney. Right, I that's understand that. Tourney. That that's too fucking early for the tournament. So the the way the NBA season basically works is it starts around Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. And then the first month of the season is absolute nonsense where like like guys will just be hot or they're playing their way into shape or teams are still trying to figure themselves out. So like like there'll be a month where Orlando is the number one seed because like Aaron Gordon shot 40 percent from three point range on 10 attempts for like a month. Like it's absolute nonsense. Um, like it doesn't like December. The game starts in December because that's when teams are like in shape. They understand who they are or, or enough like that the good teams know where they are. And it's like that. This tournament should be around March, like after March, because that's where the slog hits. Because so, there's nothing else like it's the Christmas All-Star game. Then it's March Madness. And then it's like bullshit while there's like four or five teams fighting for like playoff position and nobody else gives a fuck. Like, see, that's when this should be. This is too early to have it. Also, the incentive is nonsense. Like, if I'm Damian Lillard, I'm making $60 million a year. Do I care if I make another $500 million? Yeah, but look, but look, $500, but look, but look, but look, this, like, all right, now I'm going to touch on two things real quick. I'm going to touch on the incentive part real quick. It's just a carrot on the stick for players who, like, ain't really playing that great. So it's like, yo, listen, 
like y'all getting a little bit of cash or whatever. You're only getting that much cash. Five hundred thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Straight up for you if for you're, busting your ass and playing. If you're on so a like, minimum, that's a lot of money. But like the guys it, who matter don't care. Exactly. They make but, that like a game. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like I feel I understand where the NBA is coming from. They they feel by giving guys incentive, they'll play more competitively. More competitive play means more good games. More good games, i.e., no whack season. But like at the same time, as you keep reading this shit and you kind of look at how they break things down, it just kind of gets convoluted, man, to be honest. And it, and it's like 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 I, Matt I'm said, not worried about the convoluted part. I think I'm more worried about it one being too early and two like what is to stop people from caring? Like that's the, the players aren't going to care. That's the Especially, second thing I'm going to touch on. Definitely don't do it in December, right? Maybe I I think I think even Can when I just interrupt really it, quick? It is be- confirmed here on the website that the championship will take place December 9th here on the NBA's website. Go on, bars. Um as far as when it should take place, I think you're you're right. It should definitely be after December. And it should but I think it should fall like pardon me, I'm sorry. Not necessarily after Mac March Madness, but like kind of like like it should just stretch out so like right like start it right before March Madness and if it's possible let it go until after March Madness. But you can't because bit. that's when the All-Star game is. The All-Star game is is the like like Valentine's Day weekend in February. And then they they go on a they, they're on it's like a it's like a two week break. And then March Madness starts like they they start their in-season turn like their uh, conference tournaments like right then. Like at the beginning so you, of March. You know what? March my, it needs to be after March Madness. I, I'll tell so you my right. So like I'll right, you right after opinion. March Madness, right after March Madness, sneak it in. But with that hype, with that hype, with that like you know, that increased of like, damn, the increased F, like ah, uh, that incentive, right? Will it drive players to go too hard? Will it cause more injuries in season if we have but it like it, right it before the playoffs? It's, they're it's not part playing of the regular season. Games. Yeah. yeah, they're not playing. They're playing the same amount of games. The incentive needs to be something. I think some type of you you do it after March and you make it some type of playoff incentive. Like if you win and you're the, you know, you don't have to do it in the play or, you know, you get to pick who you're playing or something like something. Like, it has to be a playoff incentive because if it's just money, not enough high level guys are going to give a shit. That's I'll, it. And that's I'll, a, I'll, uh, I'll, give my my, is, I'll give my take on is, this a bit. Cause all right, normal NBA season, real quick. I'm gonna I'm just, just I'm gonna just finish this up. A normal NBA season is 82 games, right? So to shorten the season by two games, what do those two games really matter? No, it doesn't shorten them. It's it's 80. They they reset the games later. They just need to figure out who's it playing what because the the one team is gonna play like a couple teams are gonna play 83 games because of that. It's, okay. It's, an, okay. it's it's basically so like if you're a teacher and you have like built-in snow days. And then it doesn't count. Like they they change how your 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 school works. Um, it's kind of like that. Hayden, tell us what okay. do you think. Yeah, I'll I'll give my take on this. Like it's it's a it's a bullshit idea for just for the just for the NBA itself. Like it's it's a, I it's, I think it's bullshit. But that being said, like I understand what Adam Silver is trying to do, and that they do this a lot of times in soccer internationally, and with like it's kind of doing it to expand its global presence. Like I would like it if they did this in season tournament where they did like a they did like a FIBA world they did like a FIBA Club World Cup where they would have like the champion, like the USA would get like two spots, 
Um, like you could get like the, the, the champion from like Spain could get like a spot or two. Um, like it would make bring Wimby's team in. Yeah, it would, it would make a lot of sense. It's just what the, they should do this where it's like, like they did it. Like they had like the FIBA, FIBA club world cup, like in soccer where they had like the USA gets like two, two slots, like, and then they could have those teams. Like they could have the NBA champ and the NBA in season tournament champ could then be playing like the best team from Spain who won Spain's league one and then Spain's league two, and then have all those teams throughout every country in FIBA combined for like a club basketball world cup for like what they do in soccer. Like that's, that would be interesting. That would help it make sense internationally. But if you're just doing this yeah. in the United States, like I, I think it's kind of dumb in my opinion. Yo, be careful. The, the NBA might disappear you and then take your idea. Cause that was actually pretty solid. I'm not going to front on it. Yeah, that's, I but that's a lot that. of trying to get all the, the international teams to try to get all the guys to try to play. Um, yeah, like you – like imagine like the – like you would say you could get like a – like one – yeah, you get like two slots and then like you, you get like, like two slots. Yeah, I'm is not going to play. Like they're going to they're gonna try to keep their guys. This also just but leads to the me, question. You're telling me you wouldn't get like a – you wouldn't get like um. You know, like the best team from Spain couldn't compete with like us. Like I, I think they could actually. I, what if? Well, first off, no, they can't uh, because some of those teams we, in Spain have guys that have been playing. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't okay, agree with you. But that. like, let's be clear: like the best Spanish players are like the Gasols and Abaca, and we kicked the shit out of them for like a decade. <laughs> so, like, if they're they're playing like the Lakers, you know, maybe they win because nobody gives a shit and they haven't scouted. Them. So I don't know how much of an accurate, you know, thing that is. Or, you know, if we're playing like 14-year-old Luca, or like they, they got a lot of young guys on some of these teams. Um, I, I Look, I think it would just be a lot more complicated if you tried to do it internationally. I think it's an interesting idea to try to, to spice things up, especially like with the game being more international. Some type of international flavor um, would make more sense. Um but I, I, I think they're just going to try to. They're trying to do it like as an in-season thing. Um, and that's the I, question: I think the timing do we is actually wrong need it? I don't think we. Does the NBA need it like, that bad? Because my my thing, and it, it will always go back to the NFL since the NFL is king. Like again, you are competing in a prime time during the NFL season, and if you really think you're going to spark interest like that, it's 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 never going to work if you're going to go up against the NFL. So I think they should just. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the NBA, as I mentioned, picks up steam anyways after the All-Star game especially. So why do we need it? it is it going to make that much of a difference? Or it'll give us more podcasts, so we'll take that. But uh, we don't need this at the end of the day. We don't, yeah, no I, one I, don't, don't I just think the way they're doing it is wrong. Um, I, they're obviously trying to like keep, keep the game year-round, but they're doing it at the wrong part to hype it up. I think especially if you do it around March, it's going to be good because like, so college is going to face its own problem in a couple of years with, um, with keeping top talent because guys can just get paid in the G league. They can get paid in Ignite. They can get paid overseas. So they're not going to go to college in the same way. Clearly. Um, and this class might be the one that starts moving that needle. Well, I, there is like a 0% chance Cooper flag goes to college. Like, like at all mm -hmm. um uh the boozer kids are probably going to be like the last high profile guys who go to college because they're probably going to do because their dad played there um but 
Like it's so I think having it around March will help keep the basketball because then you can see like potential guys that be like, oh, maybe this guy ends up on my favorite team in this tournament. Yada yada yada. Like it's the wrong timing. Um, right. I, I think. Like, like, how is this also going to work out with like fantasy basketball? Like how is this going to work? Hopefully yeah, your stats well, will be pumped up a little like more. I, no, nobody like I, I'm. Just, how about I, this? I think I have to really. There's so many questions I have with this that are like gonna. It it doesn't really like you know like again like I and again the incentive is the incentive is wrong because like you think LeBron gives a shit if he gets another five hundred thousand dollars or or like fucking James Harden gives a shit if he gets five hundred thousand dollars like Not these guys either. have made over like they make two hundred million dollars in every contract like most of them make that in like a week anyway we can they make that in a game they should do yeah. that they should do loser the losing team. Like the bottom half gets kicked out of the NBA for a year. Like yeah, like relegation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if they go play the G League. Yeah, they'll they play the G League. The loser goes to the G League, and the G League team gets promoted. Gets promoted, up. yeah, like in soccer. <laughs> you, you lose the tournament, you get relocated. <laughs> yeah, that is that. That will really cause uh, that will get a lot of people watching. I'll tell you that. Imagine walking off the court after that if, when the Knicks blow that. And, um, and they have to West go Chester play Knicks like Salt Lake City. Yeah, the Westchester <laughs> Knicks take over. Unbelievable. Seriously, but I guess uh, we'll definitely have a lot to discuss when this happens in November. So uh, we'll see what happens in the next six months. Or maybe have it like some type of like five months. Something to, 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 to do with like the cap. Like maybe your cap goes up by a little bit. Yeah. Anything like that. Don't need more rich people gonna, getting like richer. like immediately they're gonna realize this cap is a bad problem and it's when it hits it's gonna hit like really hard and it's gonna like fuck over a whole bunch of teams and they're gonna be like oh shit we gotta deal with this for like three or four years before we renegotiate like right. obviously like let's let's also be clear this is this is not a this is not the final version of this as the years go on they will they will yeah. alter it and things like that like remember that one year they changed the slam dunk contest and nobody had any idea what the fuck was going on um i forgot about that, that but i do remember what you're saying um but other than that like yeah um it's it's the wrong time to do it it's not the incentive isn't right that's that's basically what it is it's they they could have like because originally the incentive i remember them talking about this a couple years ago they were selling like a million dollars and obviously, if you're an end of the bench guy, that makes a difference. And with, yeah. I guess, the cap fluctuation, $500,000 makes sense if you were used, if you're one of those guys who's like making like 14, 15 million and now you're making like four or five, you know, that helps a little bit, but it's not, it's, it's not the incentive that people are going to want. The winning team must play the winner of the WNBA Golden Cup. And we have a WNBA versus NBA battle. Oh <laughs> the battle of this. Now y'all just saying anything. Now y'all just saying anything. That would be so toxic. <laughs> that would. That'll be the day. <laughs> oh man, that'd be fun. Well, let's see what happens. Okay. As I mentioned, trade talks. Well, yeah, I was gonna say oh, right here. So with the pretty much all our offseason moves seem like they are pretty much done for the most part. We're still waiting for Damian Lillard to likely go to Miami. Nothing's really changed since we discussed that. But for the Dame part of the podcast, what's taking so long? Uh, they well, have their- uh, Miami is not offering them anything good. 
Well, all that, the, yo, it's not that, that, that or no, Portland wants like an arm and a leg. Well, also, the other problem is the best thing that Miami can offer them, Portland doesn't want it. Like, they don't need Tyler Hero. They have a bajillion guards who can't play defense. Uh, they don't need another tiny guard. Like, obviously, they're going to have to reroute him. And I don't know where he goes. But, like, also, I don't know what the hell is going on with Dame's agent because this doesn't sound like a Dame thing that he's like, yeah, I'm just not going to play for you if I'm not happy. He's been very like, vocal, yeah. He says you're going to get a very, It doesn't seem Dame-ish. Like, first off, like, you gave 11 years to the franchise. If they want to send you somewhere that's not Miami, but you have a better shot to win. Like, there are teams that I think could have – like, Boston's way more interesting. He could, if, you, if you cared about winning, going to a team like Boston would make sense. Or talking to Chicago, like playing in Chicago, um, would make sense. Like there's there's places again, and I'm going to repeat this. The funniest thing would be if they like he ended up in the Hornets because it just would be funny. Um, uh, like playing playing in New Orleans if you think Zion's going to be healthy. Um, some like there's there's places other than than fucking uh, Miami. The problem for Miami is their best trade ship. Portland doesn't want, so they have to get somebody else to get it. And there are teams that could use him, but like you're going to end up with like Ben Simmons. It's it's that's what it is. And also, like if I'm a team who's trade, I'd rather trade for Dame than James Harden. Like when James Harden opted in and he was talking about it, that shit was nonsense. I would not be giving them anything for James Harden. The man has quit on three teams in three years. He's on a one year deal. I'm not trading shit for it. You can have like two expirings to, to match his salary. But like if you have the option, you go for Dave. You heard about this thing with uh allegedly um Tyrese Maxey was on the board and the Sixers would have made a deal for Damian Lillard. Saw Stephen A discuss that. Would you have done such a deal? Give up the potential of Tyrese Maxey for a 34-year-old Damian Lillard. Was it? Was this prior to the draft? When was this? This was discussed just a couple of days ago. Alleged I deal that... Be, like, so here's the biggest issue about. that... This is the biggest issue that um, Miami or Portland is facing. The teams that want to have Dame, most of them, their best option is to trade a point guard or some type of guard for him. The problem with that is they don't need another guard. Like once they trade Dame, they're going to trade Simons as well. Like they have too many young, they have enough guards. Like they have a backcourt that they've been like trading for Maxi is the same thing as trading for Tyler Hero. Now I think Maxi is better than Hero, but it's the same thing. It doesn't change your team. Like you need a some type of wing or some type of big or some type of draft compensation for that. And I and, agree. And they don't have like, like if we we're talking like two, two years ago and we were talking like a Dame for Ben Simmons type of thing, that would be different. But like, they're not like they, that's the problem with this, the Dame thing. Like the teams that want him have to trade the same type of player that they, they already have and they don't need. So could this wind up being a midseason trade and seeing how desperate people will be at that point? I guess it depends on how desperate Miami is because they're trying really hard to get a third team in. Um, and mm. I don't know where they'd be able to reroute. Like originally it, it seemed like, like uh, San Antonio might be an interesting place. 
um, because they have a bunch of picks and having uh, another young guard for like one pick is not a big deal to to get. But after they did the um, the the Grant Williams sign trade when they were part of that, I don't think they have any roster spaces open. Uh, See, the thing is, I believe what's also slowing it down is really finding a place for Ben, like legitimately, like where is Ben going to go? Ben's not going anywhere unless unless uh, unless the Nets get um, unless the Nets get here. And honestly, if I'm Portland, fuck it, take a flyer on Ben. He's like essentially yeah. an expired contract. You know, at the very least, he he's a big body. Um, yeah, and you and, get it, get another ball handler that can facilitate and give you some defense. And if he sucks next year, just fucking wave him, like. Like it's it's I if if you if you can get a draft pick at the extra picks and stuff for that then just do it like if if that's the best piece you're gonna get obviously the longer you wait the more it is so the problem like like the sixth like, the Sixers can't trade for they're just not it's not gonna happen. See uh, what I would do now, I would trade I would I, if I was if I was a Trailblazers I take Hero and dump him off on another team. That's what they're trying to do, though. They're trying to find a third team to trade for, they, and there's just they just haven't found that. And I don't know. Like again, the problem is teams to, are are going to be smarter about this and like try to like. I think if there wasn't a um, this new CBI, I think it'd be a little bit easier to to trade Hero. But I don't like like who is who is really gonna like do it? Like maybe the Pistons get involved. Like do they need another like young guard type guy um, to help them? And offload they could use like, offense, in theory too. they could offload some of the they just signed Isaiah Stewart's to uh to four for sixty-four. Um they have too many fucking big men. Um maybe yeah. they'll take Nurkic. Um and in exchange with like all of that. And they can they can trade like James Wiseman or um or or something. Like it it probably in 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 all likelihood it'll probably be a later season trade because that that's when you can yeah. uh you can trade guys who've been signed. Like there, there'll be teams that will try to um, do it. Then when they have more, when they have more assets available. Um, but I, I think him, first off, if you say you want one team, then it's going to be hard. And again, <laughs> the Blazers are under no obligation to send him to Miami. I mean, other than loyalty to Dame, like, but he doesn't like. It's not like with Bradley Beal where he had a no trade clause. Like he's under contract for a couple of years. So unless they're like trying to figure out where they want to go, it, it's it's a tough it's a tough call. It, it's really like idea. where they put it here. I have an idea. The midseason's tournament will include the four teams who are begging for Dame, and it's going to be the Dame tournament. The winner gets Damian Lillard. Simple. Now as that. that sounds like a. That sounds like a. <laughs> Fucking yeah, obviously right that there. everyone's gonna give a shit, but like, <laughs> like honestly, the, not part New York, of the I'm cap. You just put like, him on there. New York would have been an interesting team for him as well. Um, obviously, before Brunson popped off, I mean, he's better than Brunson, but like, they're not gonna you trade RJ Barrett and play Brunson and and Dame. You're not gonna be able to guard anybody. No, no, no. So we'll see okay, where so Dame looking- goes. I'm looking at this trade machine. I'm looking at this trade machine right now, right? So if if Miami were to trade Hero to the Pistons, right? And Lillard The trade machine goes to Miami. Yeah. Um, NBA trade machine.com. Are you doing ESPN the two K trade the two K trade um thing? 
ESPN got a trade machine. So it's like, I'm looking at it. Their next best guard, like after Kate Cunningham, is literally like Alec Burks. It's like it's or Ivy. Monty. He was a good next best guard is Ivy. Ivy? And they have, like, they're not going to trade oh, okay. Ivy. They're not- <laughs> Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but uh, Damian Lillard, you know, this is what these GMs are here for, and they need to make a push. We'll see who can make the moves, who can be proactive. Minnesota, and, trade him for Towns. Like, that's the best player you can get is to trade him for Towns. Damian. Damian Lillard. What will we do without you? As he's just hanging out wherever he's at. But um, Talk about somebody else. Like James Harden. Yeah, right? like, where, like, who trades for James Harden? Like, like in re- in all honesty, like who looked at so <laughs> Michael Rubin was recruiting him at that white party. Bring well, him we'll back talk to about film. like which he invited everyone but Steve and I, and Steve and I was very unhappy. How could he? And he didn't invite us. No, I didn't. Invite like, let me ask you this: bad. like straight up, who would you rather have right now? Would you rather have Russell Westbrook on his eight million dollar contract or James Harden for one year? <laughs> If only James Harden just wasn't such a crutch. He literally plays like he has a curse when it matters the most. So we, I'll take James even, Harden. And did you see, by the way, the, I don't know if it's real, but somebody was was taking a video of what of Russell Westbrook practicing on some local gym, and he was still not hitting. It was very oh, sad. I don't know. Oh, if oh, like, here's the thing. like we just saw Russell Westbrook dominate NBA games, like in the playoffs. Like against, like defensively in, and not like without shooting. Like if that team, if the Clippers had been healthy, they would have won that series. Um, James Harden can't do that. Either. Like he, he just he can't even do the thing that you want James Harden to do. Like I don't know who they think they're going to trade for him. Like who or who trades for him? Like who is desperate enough to trade for James Harden at this point? Like again, I think it's Chicago. I think Chicago is the, that one team that might be desperate enough to do something crazy, or Toronto, because and we'll probably I'll probably talk about Toronto later. But that's that's where I, I don't know. Like I don't know where where James Harden goes. I probably back to Philly. Yeah, then, at this point, fucking, nobody yeah, wants him. Nobody Harden. wants a guy who's a pain in the ass. Simple as that. That is not He's bringing you championships. How do you, how do you, and he hasn't even been in the finals the since what eleven? And he was on the bench. Broke how, how do you trade for guys quit on three teams in three years? Yeah, he's literally he he's got he requested out of Houston, out of Brooklyn, and now here in Philly. He's a pain in the fucking ass. Nobody wants him. He's not worth it. He's not the same player. The only where I'm going is my couch. I'm oh, tired. Can we talk about the Sixers though? I want to oh, talk about yeah. the Paul Reed contract very quickly. It's really funny. So the Paul Reed contract that just got signed has a clause in it that says if he makes it to the um, the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals, his entire contract is guaranteed the whole the whole fifteen million for the second half of the contract, which is basically where where Philly has lived for the last couple of years. They they haven't made it past that round, so they basically screwed them on this poison pill deal with with the specific clause on, which is very funny. Sleeper um, team, honestly, that that may try to get James Harden would be Cleveland. There's no way Cleveland trades for James Harden Gross. unless Gross. Uh, yeah. unless don't, don't 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 put that evil on Don, on Donovan Mitchell. Don't do that. Yeah, unless Donovan Mitchell wants out, I don't even. And then, uh, yeah, there's no Cleveland's not doing trying for James Harden. They're going to trade for for a wing. 
they did trade for well, they they signed George Yang and they they overpaid Max Struess, but okay. Oh, I don't know. You wouldn't want to think they can maybe do like a super team and and uh, Cleveland. Try that, cool. like Donovan Mitchell, him Donovan Mitchell, Mobley. I hope. Let me put say I hope this six this uh, Suns team is the last super team we see in a long time, and they're gonna fail. And they're gonna ask what happened. One minute until twenty thirty one. They don't have a, in twenty thirty one is their next pick. <laughs> Your big it's gonna be a big notoriously. Failure. Your big three notoriously is known for getting injured, so. Like also, Bradley Beal hasn't sucks. played a full season. Oh, chill out. Bradley Beal Bradley Beal hasn't played a full season in like I don't think ever. Uh, Devin Booker is just injury prone, and so is KD. He's paper mache. So they had a good offseason though. Like he did. And let's they, talk they, about that. Let's talk about the teams who've had a good offseason and the teams that have a bad one. Let's start with the bad. With no, sorry. Let's start with the good, and we'll continue there. Who do you think in your mind has had the best offseason? Whether the Lakers Dallas. look good, Dallas, elaborate. Um, well, prior, if they'd gotten Thibault, it would have been really good. But they had basically no cap space, and they got they got Kyrie. They kept the Kyrie. Um, so that all, and, and I, it's not like a full, it's a two-year deal, basically, for Kyrie. Um, they, they had a good draft. They did the sign trade for Grant, which is a really good uh, pickup for them. And they tried to get Thibault. Like, they had a really good offseason for a team that didn't look like it. They built up a lot around their defense. And I think they're they're, they're still looking to move uh, Hardaway Jr. and, and JaVale McGee. So there's probably another move out there somewhere. Um, I don't know where it is. But, like, uh, it's I, – I, they're, they're definitely, like, if in terms of, like, the overall depressiveness of a team versus where they are now, I think they have the, the largest um, jump. But like for the the guys who did the most with the the least, it's it's Phoenix. Like they got Eric Gordon on a really cheap deal. They got a lot of their um, their younger guys. Like they got uh, Kenny Bates Diop, who's who's solid. They resigned a couple of their guys. They um, I don't know. I don't even remember who else they signed, but it was like they had some. Oh, they got um Wananabe as well. Like they have Josh Okogi. Yep, they resigned him. Like they had a good, they had for like not having like twelve dollars in their pocket. They did pretty well. Also, wow. why the hell did Denver do their 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 entire mid level on Reggie Jackson and then give him a player option? Like the fuck is that? Because they just love him that much. He, I mean, look at him. He is so damn cool. And he shares the name with the Baseball Hall of Famer. And they were like, yeah, we need to add him to repeat as champions. I think he played like eight minutes in the playoffs. <laughs> can we, I can also we talk about like, I think the Clippers had a good offseason, actually. They got um, Henry Martin Jr. from the Rockets. They re-signed Westbrook. They had a couple of good – they had a couple of pretty listen, good moves. I, wanted, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about the They're the same team, though. I don't want to talk they're about they're a team listening. in particular. I want to talk about a player. Who won this offseason? Rudy fucking gay. God, the guy's like a hundred years old, still playing. Dude, like yo, like because he's still getting paid. That's he's the winner. But, he's, but he, he didn't got, get signed a new deal. He just got traded. Yo, he got traded. He's still getting paid. Like, I would never trade for Rudy Gay. I you think it's the guy who won the offseason. It's Fred Van Fleet. Actually, that's oh, not true. Fred, There's definitely guys who got Fred way got more paid. 
Draymond got paid. Draymond, I think Draymond had like, let's talk about like Max Struess got a bag. Yeah, he, like you said, he got overpaid. Like teams did really good. Yet, yeah, um, I think the Lakers made a the mess. Lakers really good. Lakers had a good. Like, I yeah, I agree with you on that. They re-signed D'Angelo um D'Angelo Russell. They picked up Gabe Benson because Gabe Benson. As much as he's wishy-washy last year, he's still actually a solid defender, and he's a good guard. Um, I think they overpaid Rui a little bit, but they underpaid um, they underpaid Reeves by a lot. Yo, I like, don't know. People about were that talking yet. throwing like four for a hundred at. Him. I don't know. Let's let's figure out how. Let's that's that's what Draymond got. Let's wait a minute. Let's wait a minute. But that's um, what they're talking about for Reeves. They got him for like four for fifty six. Like they definitely yeah, would, signed him. I think, and I think they won on that one because Reeves still has. Yeah, no, that was a good deal with himself. Yeah, like and then Cam Reddish, two two years. He's he's injury, but the win you need like the Lakers were really lacking on that. Like so, I feel like the Lakers really took a nice jump. The Heat came up to um signing Thomas Bryant. Um, he after he got traded to 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 the Nuggets, he was really like, like he really. Basically took the back burner, but like he actually had a pretty solid season before the trade with the Lakers. Um, Josh Richardson coming back to the Heat. Um, the Heat need more shooters, so that was a solid pickup. Um, like seriously, like the Lopez, the Lopez brothers over there in um Milwaukee could possibly form a small twin towers over there, but we'll see. Like honestly, I think and well, Dante Dante Divincenzo. Going yeah, to um Dante DiVincenzo going to um New York is actually York really was- good. Uh oh, uh, they, they re-signed Kevin Love. Kevin Love, I said it. I said it. Everyone laughed at me, but Kevin Love was big in in the Heat's running. The, the Thomas playoffs. Bryant deal is a good deal because he's better than uh Cody Zeller. You don't have any size off the bench. That's part oh, of what you Hell yeah. That's and that's what we need. We need size. And Thomas Bryant looked like a goddamn like he'll eat your soul for breakfast. Like put like yeah, he's a good backup bit. Um, I think like, Memphis I had know. a pretty good offseason for you know what they Memphis? did. They were yeah. Also, how I about Houston they... bringing in Fred Van Fleet? See if Ola Depot has anything left, and obviously <laughs> stacking those. They paid him. He was a little overpaid, Van Fleet, but yeah. But like, I they weren't going to get anybody else. Like they had to overpay. I, I'd rather have Van Fleet than, than James Harden. Um, yeah, right. I mean, obviously, You'd rather have Fred Van Vliet than James Harden. I, I think yes. you'll look crazy on that. <laughs> Why? James Harden Ram, is Ram, like James Harden. James Harden is MVP player when he's healthy, in my opinion. When oh, he's actually James Harden, yeah, but healthy. you ain't. He, yeah, but then he and also, if I playoff, wanted to so lose in the second round, I could lose in the second round with Fred Van Vliet. And like, Fred Van Vliet is a guaranteed proven champion. Like that doesn't make any sense. He actually like was busting his ass for Toronto. Like, and he's not like, going to quit what? on my team. Yes, but, but like, the talent no. level between James Harden and and Fred VanVleet is like here. I, I think it's a lot James less Harden than here. Yeah, hey, you know what? Like here, you know what? One's a one's a one's a one's a supreme scorer. One's a champion. I get it. Also, so like the big thing for um for uh, like James Harden, I think oh, I want to say James Harden is top, top three all time in threes. He's one of the top three. He's I I want to say he's like top. He's probably top ten all time. Say scoring, it again. Okay, but pain in the ass. Yeah, Thank I, you, I think Matt. Van, and and I think Van Fleet's going to be better for all their young guys. I think there's a probably Kevin Porter trade coming. Um, I I think this will this will help um, Sangoon. This will help um, uh, certainly Jabari. Um, I I think it will help Amen um, as well. 
But like, they're, they're going to trade Kevin Porter because you, you, there's no reason to have stopped Kevin Porter. Um, I think they, they definitely overpaid for Dylan Brooks way too much. No. Um, well, like, he got the bag after looking like a damn fool. Well, I mean, it's like he's, you know, he's a serviceable guy who's not a great shooter, who is who busts his ass on defense. Yes. He but hustles, like, he will hustle. But like you give, you know, in two years, there's a good chance both Carson Wallace and um, or Cam Whitmore and um, the Thompson kid are both better defenders than him. Mm-hmm. And they're both. Bigger. I mean, I mean, like they, like outside of the outside of Fred Van Beat, they also grab Patty Mills, Aaron Holiday. They guarded. No, oh, no, Patty Mills is I think in Atlanta right now. Oh, they they traded him. Yeah, he got yeah. traded as well. But let me ask you guys: Who had a terrible off season? Who didn't Toronto. put the work in that they should have? Who underachieved? And first, we'll still say Toronto. I'm gonna put the Knicks on blast for this. I don't think Brooklyn had a great off season. I don't think Brooklyn did. They did change their team a lot. I wish the Knicks. Um, I don't think the Pelicans had a good offseason either. You know, my oh, bone. Yeah, they let pick- Jackson Hayes go for like nothing. Yes, that was a good pickup too for the Lakers. You know, my bone to pick with the New York Knicks, yeah. Dante DiVincenzo, which is pretty solid signing. I'm excited there. And like that, lost, like we that, lost like OB, but I think, um, unfortunately, he's just – Tom Thibodeau just doesn't like him. They can never doesn't get play the superstar him. the Knicks. They can never get the superstar, I swear. It's yep. been ridiculous. Ever since they just have not had one since Carmelo. <laughs> right. And, and hopefully, hopefully Jalen Brunson – is a good player, buddies. in the All Star game, and, and, and it's gonna be every. Excuse me, it's gonna be every fucking year that primary score is gonna have to be either Brunson or Randall or one of those guys. That's you're not gonna win a championship with any of those guys. So it's okay. So so here's here's my thing with the Knicks. Obi obviously made sense. To, he wasn't gonna be on the team. Um, it doesn't look like there's any Randall trade out there. Um. They should like, trade RJ. Why can't why can't they trade RJ Barrett and a couple of picks and a couple of firsts to get Dame Lillard? Like I don't understand why they can't do that. Because RJ Barrett is like Portland, good. I feel like Portland with RJ and uh, and Scoot Henderson would actually be a pretty good combo. Yeah, but if they like, wanted RJ's to do like, like that. I I don't. I think last year that would have been an easier trade to make than this year because I think RJ did not take the leap people expected. But um, he's still a guy who's averaging twenty a game and he's only 20, 22 years old. Yeah, I, I mean, it would it'd be interesting. To, but, like, no, yeah. I think DiVincenzo makes sense for them. I don't know what – like, I'm, there was nothing – I don't know, like, well, short of a Randall trade, I don't know where they would, would go. Like, like, who do you want on that team? Like, you're not going to trade for James Harden. Although, if you did, it would be very funny. Um, uh, like, I, I, I don't think they have the pieces for Dame, or, they don't, or Dame doesn't want to, to go there for some odd reason. Um, it's like, who, who are you – who are you trying to? Could you trade for Towns? Oh, maybe. I mean, Why, I, I, Carl I, Anthony I have, Towns. Carl Anthony Towns it, is going to beat Jakeem Noah. I have said it for numerous years. I do oh, not understand shit. why they are not trying to get Jakeem Noah. They are not trying to get yeah. fucking um, Dan Lillard. It makes no sense. Well, Dan doesn't want to go there. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Want to go to New York. I don't know. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. All I know All is right, Leon okay. Rose is sleeping with his mouth open while Yo, the where, whole where offseason did, went. Where's Buddy Hield? So, what is Buddy Hield in Indiana? Yeah, but there's a bunch of like Indiana has some pieces that they're probably gonna move. They're a little. They're a little. I think. I think 
I think Indiana actually made a uh, some some good moves. I hate to I, I don't mean to interrupt y'all, but yeah. Listen, they 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 they, they signed uh, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown for an extended Halliburton. But like, it's a one year deal. It's a one year deal for twenty two million for Bruce Brown. Is that overpay for Bruce Brown? Two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. No, but it's a it's a it's a team option for next year. Oh. So it's basically a one year deal. Um, and then they got listen, Bruce Brown, Tyree Halliburton, Buddy Hield. And then they picked up Obi, I guess, for what? Some little, little length. They still got Miles Turner over there. They're trying to they, win. They drafted Jaron Wallace. They, they had a good draft. Like they, they're a very deep team. Like they're they they could probably consolidate for something else. Um the Bulls, but like the Bulls failed. The Bulls failed. The Bulls Well, we failed. don't know that yet, because I think they're probably gonna make a trade that nobody's expecting. Uh Bulls failed. Um and they could be in it. They could be in it for Dame. They could be a sneaker team for Dame. Yeah, I think they should be. But yeah, a sleeper team for Dame. Um, no one's talking about the Mavericks and all the moves the Mavericks made. I just talked about the Mavericks. <laughs> they also are about that multiple. I zoned out. Like, I zoned out for a second. Didn't even hear you. Like no, we're talking about teams that did bad. Toronto did bad. What the fuck is Toronto doing? They signed Yaka Pertle for four for eighty, which obviously had to because they gave away the um, the first for, but. They're looking Why to offload Pascal. They're looking to off, um, offload Pascal, too. Well, unless uh, unless you're trading him to, like... The West, because they don't want to send him to a contender in the East. They are, they are good. Like, if they're not going to tank, that's a Dame spot. You do, like, OG and some picks for Dame. Because that's... Now that Van Fleet's gone, you need somebody who's going to run that. Well, it, it's Dennis Schroeder right now. <laughs> or it's uh, Malachi Flynn, I think, is their back. Yeah, they signed Dennis Schroeder. Like, but, like, that would be a good game spot for them to, to go. And is, is Miles Bridges back in the league? Hey, no, Miles Bridges wants $25 million a year. He didn't play last year, did he? No, he was in jail. Exactly. So, no, you get 15. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Did any like I don't know, he like oh he did some didn't he beat, he like, beat the someone. shit out of his yeah he his, beat this someone yeah <laughs> yeah for, for that life for that you get five for that you get five and if you score if you make the all star games we'll think about giving you incentives fuck out of here I mean it's not even funny. I PJ Washington right? still available I would sign PJ Washington he's like a I will sign I will sign the fuck out of PJ PJ is actually a pretty good player yo like like if you look for uh, a solid low cost guy like he'd probably be it and like they're teams that are like there's there's trades to be made like the spurs have a bunch of guys they're not keeping they're not keeping stevenson I'm, they're probably not keeping seti that i don't think they're going to keep um uh doug mcdermott they're certainly not going to keep uh reggie bullock they have a bunch of guys that they could cycle out um to make to make room for some of these tips like utah didn't do nothing except add john collins and that's not really yeah but that's fine they they, they don't need to like add stuff um, Washington just, added Jordan Poole. Yeah, they coach. overpaid for. I'm surprised Kuzma went back. Um, I guess it's it's good money, but like they're gonna suck. Have you seen the picture? They don't have Montreal. Nah, he looks like he's in a hostage video. Every picture, he looks so miserable. Who? <laughs> Jordan Poole. He's in DC now. Yeah, I, I did. Take I that. saw his publicity photos in the Wizards jersey, and he was yeah, not he looks smiling. Miserable. <laughs> he looks. Terrible. He might be an all-star this year just because he puts up like 30, 30 points a game. Like uh, I said, oh yeah. it's, it's a tough league out there for the journeyman, and he's not really a journeyman, but uh. 
He's a cap casualty. Boston didn't get better adding Porzingis. No, Boston got worse. Boston absolutely got worse. Yes, no Marcus uh, Smart. You add a injury. They're going to be better KP. offensively, though. I don't. I don't. No, I don't agree with you on that. No, I don't think so. shake your head twice for me, for, uh, Bach, because nah, like nah, I don't they, they, they don't have a guard. They, they they don't have a lead guard. I mean, they literally gave away the defensive player of the year two years ago to get the unicorn. <laughs> like, I mean, like it, the trade was much better for Brogdon. Like if they'd done the trade with Brogdon, it would have been a better trade. But they don't have a like a point. Like I'm actually surprised they didn't try to sign Schroeder. Um, but like. Yeah. You need a, you need a guard, or, or maybe they could have been part of to get the Chris Paul thing. Like, yeah, they could have, they could have gone out. Chris Paul could have landed in Boston. Probably actually might have won a ring. Seriously, like that would have been a better uh, spot. Um, if we're, like they don't have a, they don't have a guard. You are you gonna rely on you gonna rely more on Jalen to hope that he learns how to dribble this year? You're about to pay no, Jalen two hundred fifty million dollars, and I think that's an overpay. You know what? I think Boston took a big L on that uh, on that Van Vliet thing. So on that Van Vliet, because if they no, would have, I wouldn't have signed Van Vliet. I would have, I would have signed him. I would have signed him. He'd have been like a little mid. He would like he'd have been like a light skinned New Age Rondo. You don't think Boston was missing like a big post presence though with uh, this move of KP? I actually think it's a really good move. I, like they're I much better. Yeah, I think but, this is a piece to put some at the top. Actually, I, I think I think having him is a benefit, but I think the loss of Smart. And Grant, so they lost their best defenders. Yeah, yeah, that's ten- like you said, you can't replace tenacity, yo. Straight the fuck. It's up. not even that they like, didn't they didn't fill a need. Like they lost more than they gained. Like they didn't end up with like a. You a, don't a, think a, it was a need that they needed a primary? No, but like not after, enough, after Jalen Brown. I mean, they, you have another guy that could really play in the post and score. Like you have Jason Tatum before Zingas. I think they did it better than, than Jalen like, Brown again. What's Porzingis' stats Porzingis, from last year? The Porzing- he had a good year last year. He had a good the the Porzingis yeah. trade in itself in a vacuum, getting Porzingis is fine. Like, he probably filled the need for them. But because they also lost Smart, and then they lost Williams, and they didn't really replace them, that's where the issue is. Like, again, I'm going to reiterate this. Had they done the trade but swapped Smart for Brogdon, they would be better. But I think they lost so much on the back end because of losing and not replacing. Well, yeah, they're gonna be. You got it. You got it. You're gonna lose at one end, but probably. I think they gained a lot offensively to kind of balance it out with the lost offensively. Yeah, I but think they, they did gained actually. offensively in an area that they didn't need as much as what they lost. Like they need their issue is more is not that they sh- don't shoot enough threes or they don't have like a post presence. Their issue is that they do not have a person who can take their team and settle it down into sets. Like that's what their issue became. So unless you're going to assume that Jason, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are going to be those people, not having like an actual guard beyond Brogdon, and I guess you're going to assume uh, uh, White will do more of that. Like it's it's I think they just lost a little bit too much. Yeah, Robert Williams. I would have just, I would have just gave Robert Williams more. But minutes, like, bro. you weren't Honestly, winning. Uh, you weren't winning a championship w- with Smart. So like, why don't you try to get another guy? Wait, why, why do you, Why do you not think that? Like, I, I don't mean, think they were going to win one with Smart. I, I don't think they were. I mean, Smart, I mean they, they almost, player, they almost, they, I mean, they literally made years. it to the finals with Smart. Like what? Like what? What were you really going to get out of keeping him instead of getting maybe an offensive player who maybe can get you over the top scoring ability? Okay, but 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 he's not fixing their biggest weakness. He exacerbates it because of that trade. It's an exacerbation of their biggest weakness. 
Like that's that's the thing. Uh, uh, without a a steadying presence, they're going to fall. Like that was their problem. This is why Miami was able to beat them and Milwaukee because both teams had and and um and the Knicks all, and then got killed by the the Denver. All those teams had predictable crunch time offenses because they 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 didn't have a deviation to their plan and not having some type of guard who would be able to settle your team down and get to that point is there was their weakness and they still haven't addressed that. They might. I, I think they're going to trade Jason Jalen Brown. That's what I think the Celtics may. Well, they, would, then they're going to have to wait would. till January because they the, the reporting today is that they're they're almost done on the deal. So what would you want? So what would you want for Jalen Brown if you were to sell? It's it's it's, it's hard. To, it's hard. To, it's hard to say what I would want for Jalen. Brown. It's really hard. But I I think I don't necessarily think Jalen Brown's necessarily the guy. And like, is is your number two two score? I, I don't like after Tatum. Are you going to stay? Are you going to go for win now or stay contending? It's 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 tough to say that. I I think the Porzingis move says it wants to win now. Yeah, especially if they extend it. Yeah. I, so I think they just—it's very hard for me to say who's a, a good trade candidate for Jalen Brown. It's—it's it's hard for me to say. I think it's—I think you're gonna have to wait and see how it plays out a little bit. Like it's hard to say right now. And it's gonna be fun either way. But gentlemen, that wraps this up for this evening. I appreciate the great takes and analysis as always. We'll see how these final deals unfold. We will get ready for more fun stuff with this NBA season. And let's just have a great night regardless and enjoy what we have coming. Thank you to Fresh Faces, Bars of God and Hayden. Bars, you have one more word? Yeah, I do. Um, Real talk, I'm looking at Porzingis' numbers from the last five games of the season. He actually kind of might keep them like, you know, in that win now contending phase, to be honest, like 32 points, 26 points, 23 points, 25, 30. He had a double double in a few in, in one of those games. Like, yeah, um, Przingis just kind of might be like keeping. No, I, I, I the think mix. they have one of the, the top. I think they have one of the probably the probably the best roster in the East right now. You could you could argue. I still think Milwaukee's yeah, a lot of new faces, a lot of new faces, a lot of new faces over there in Boston. So I don't know yet, but but yeah. I definitely think I I think if they're not if they're not with Milwaukee, they're second best, one hundred percent. Yeah, but that's that's not so much because they had a great offseason. That's mostly because the East is kind of dog shit. Yeah, the East is kind of crappy right now. There's, there's like many, there's three, not so many great teams in the East. There's like three title contenders, and then I guess like it's Milwaukee and Boston are the best two. And then oh yeah, without a question, without a question. And then like is Philly better than than Cleveland? Maybe. I yes, I, I I feel like Cleveland. Someone I, I thought Cleveland was going to be a team to win the East last year, so I was surprised by that. They got they got the split by the Knicks. Be, they're, they're, I was surprised no, they got split by still, the Knicks. That's what I'll say. They're up and coming. They're, they're still up and coming. Yo, my bad for ruining your outro, Matt. No worries, guys. But um, we'll get you. We'll catch you all a little later, and uh, let's see what happens. All right, see you soon. Yeah, buddy. Great job, Bars, Faces, and Hayden. Always great talking basketball with you. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Pod, and we're on TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube 
at Productive Conversations. So we are returning on Thursday with an MLB midseason show. Next week, we're going to get back into the tweet cap. We have a Topic Thunder coming, a year in movies and TV so far shows taking place, and we're working on a lot of, on a lot of other good things. So good stuff is ahead. We are going to enjoy every second of it. Every second counts. And yeah, let's just have big smiles and make big moves. I want to thank Fresh Faces, New Ideas, Bars the God, and Hayden Nadler for contributing their amazing thoughts, analysis, and takes to this show today. I want to thank Dolo Red, a.k.a. Alex DeJesus, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for tuning in and always supporting us no matter what. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I'll see you on Thursday. Don't forget to check in. On your friends and family. Much love, everybody. Peace.